<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to good old Rocky Pod. How we doing tonight, boys? Great. Great. Hey, yeah, what happened? Had a great A and a, a head nod. Um, so we got the win against Texas A and M. A win. A win. Win's a win. Who called? Who called that? Someone said we wouldn't win, right? I think. Uh, it was... Chris and Caleb. Oh wow, both of you. They thank us for that. Our service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you heard last week's. Still haven't put it back up on the <laughs> podcast feeds, but it was embarrassing. We only have the YouTube version where you can maybe read my lips if you're good at it, but you're not going to hear much of me. Uh, so what do we think of the game? I think Tennessee responds to negging pretty well. We booed Kamal Haddon. Now he's the best cornerback in the country. That's <laughs> 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 great. It is yeah, really funny. that's true. We ripped our offensive line for weeks, and now they're good, apparently. Kamal's good. So we need to go in a little harder on Joe, and we'll be fine. If we I think he's beyond help. Yeah. I think the dinner served for this one. Yeah. That is a, I think, you know, obviously I'm glad we won, and I'm glad the way we won. I think long-term it's going to end up being good. Um, you know, the whole – Josh Heupel now knowing he can win, not playing Josh Heupel football. Um, but obviously, I do want us to have a confident quarterback, which it looks like we will not have this season. <laughs> so, I will say, uh, I think the turning point for us in that game was when he started to run the ball a little bit more. Like, I, I mean, without yeah. that, our offense is doing nothing. So, uh, I think it's yeah, except for two plays after he ran the ball, he threw a pick. But right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I he think we're not going to win a game because of him. We're going to win a game in spite of him. Or he's a neutral. He's never going to be an aid to a win. Yeah, he could certainly lose one for us. Yeah, we're going to lose. Yeah, he's going to be a negative impact or a zero impact. Now, we do need to, like, I think the caveat needs to be the entirety of the passing game. I don't know what the hell has happened to Ramel Keaton. I, I just, any. I can't. I don't feel like we have any receivers. I mean, our squirrel's pretty good, but, like, he, he didn't do anything Saturday. Old really Chaz like, Nimrod came. I really like Nimrod. He was playing hard, man. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I, even with draped around him like a blanket yeah i rewatched like the first few minutes of the game and then i decided to stop watching it but uh like milton's first pass was like an a little uh out route to um squirrel and i mean it was just 10 feet over his head you yeah, know so threw that like, to a six four receiver yeah i say if if I'm a wide receiver, and I'm not defending Ramel Keaton because he has sucked a lot this season, but he was great last year. I think there's a mindset of trying to catch a ball when you're not sure where it's coming, yeah. and you don't know how you're going to have to adjust because you're like, oh, my God, Joe Milton's not going to throw the ball where it's supposed to be. Unlike, you know, he was used to Hooker had it exactly where it was supposed to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. I agree with that. That one where he just like played hot potato with the ball, like it sucked. And I felt so bad for him. 
but I think that that's the psychology of it. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, the thing I don't really understand though is we didn't really throw the ball much against Vandy, I guess. But even in Clemson, the offense wasn't great, but it was the same exact players as we have now, and it was better than it is now. That's the part I don't really understand. Yeah, that's a good. I, point. I do think Joe had more time to stand and plant. With Darnell Wright and uh, who's the right guard from Auburn? I mean, the whole right side. The offensive line has been okay. They've been fine, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a few lapses here and there, but for the most part, I feel like Joe's had enough time to throw the ball. But they're not getting the separation that they got last year. The receivers. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about defensive schemes to figure out if that's the reason or, but like when I, when I look at Ramel running his routes on replays or any of them, actually, they just, they don't look as fast. They don't look like they're working as hard or I don't know, but they don't even have something is different. So the one thing I've heard people talk about this week is that like A&M apparently did not, they played us as if we were the 2022 Tennessee Volunteers yeah. Saturday, and so we just ran the ball down their throats because they were not playing to stop the run. So I kind of wonder if Alabama plays to stop the run, will our receivers finally have like a little bit of space to get open? Fair that makes question. sense. I think, too, is like, you know, kind of – the difference in last year and this year and getting open and stuff is like Jalen Hyatt is just extremely fast. I think I saw a thing where even now as a rookie in the NFL, he's like a top four fastest wide receiver in the NFL. So it's like just that speed on the field last year, he would open it up for the other guys because a safety or a cornerback would just be on his heels trying to catch him. Yeah, but I mean, he is really fast, but Squirrel's pretty dang fast. And Dante Thornton, he's fast, but he's probably not good enough to make it work. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. When's the last time we've thrown the ball to him? The, the his Florida catch, probably. I barely remember that. I think he had a target or two Saturday, but I, don't, yeah. I think it's still the best ball Joe Milton's probably ever thrown in his life where it went right over the cornerback's shoulder, right into Thornton's hands. Yeah. I mean, the thing that, when I went back and watched the game, that was the most impressive to me, is we seemed to get stronger as the game went on. True. Yeah, I mean... Certainly on defense. That was a game that, in the last... Especially in Heupel's tenure, but I think going back further like last 10 or 15 years that's a game that we just get demolished in normally like yeah we might play close for a quarter or two but in the end like they're going to pull away we're going to lose by three touchdowns but i mean our defense played incredible and we won like because of them like it was great yeah jalen wright was incredible too yeah d williams big punt return and And downing the punt downing the punt yeah yeah, I mean, gosh, that was great. It's nice to win one of those without having to score 90 points. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking just like 
Butch loses that. Pruitt probably loses that. Dooley definitely loses that. Kiffin probably loses that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but A&M was just stuck in the ground by themselves without our pass rush. Like, they were, I don't know what in the world they were trying to do most of the time. They didn't target their main playmakers. <laughs> they, they, they ran the ball right into where our players were. They, they just looked completely helpless. And I do think the crowd had a lot to do with it. Who is that uh, big playmaker they like to use? Um, Anai Smith or something? Anai Smith, yeah. When he took that kickoff return like seven yards deep and <laughs> ran it out of the end zone, it's like, what are you doing, dude? I mean, I don't blame him. Like, no, I, I was scared. Yeah. That's their only chance. I mean, he still had a decent return with it, but I was like, come on. I, yeah. I cannot believe it. It looks like Jimbo is trying to get fired to me. Like, the way they played the end of the first half, is inexcusable yeah. for coach oh. to do that. I think if we, you're in Texas and you don't have a quarterback, like he's not had a quarterback his entire tenure there. They're not they're, great. I was actually pretty, like, I mean, their quarterback's not great, but I was He actually, played really well. I, yeah, like he took a ton of hits and got a bunch of throws off he should not have gotten off. His head was on the ground, and he nearly threw for a touchdown <laughs> near the end of the game. Like yeah. he, yeah, yeah, that that dude had incredible body control for his, you know, kind of statuesque build. Like it was, I was very impressed with him. He just didn't have any time to do anything. Not to mention the fact that his own linemen are knocking him over. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when when uh. Uh, Pearson, uh, or Pierce pushed our lineman into the back. Does does he get a oh, no. credit for a sack on that? Or... Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was one hundred percent Pierce on that. One of him, uh, defensive lineman of the week, didn't it? In the SEC. It's really side. incredible seeing a guy kind of that small. He doesn't look like a prototypical edge rusher, but God, the guy just swats and moves, and he's just relentless, and. It's like he has a preternatural understanding of the snap count. It's like he's living in the future. I know. There was he's, a couple times I swore he was off sides. But yeah. he's like no, in the backfield back when, to... when the quarterback got the ball. And especially uh, the poor... last two drives. Those last two drives, he was like, okay, it, it's over. Like, I'm done with this. Well, yeah. Once they didn't have to even worry about the run, it was yeah. over for them. Yeah. Well, it's a good game. Anything else we want to talk about it? Uh, I got a few other thoughts. First, Checker Nealon looked great, as always. Shout out to the fans. Yeah, shout out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to give Kyle, throw Kyle a little bone here. I went back and watched the broadcast, and Brad, both Brad and Gary were terrible Saturday. They were Brad, it was maybe the worst game I've ever heard him call, and Gary was as usual <laughs> Gary did appropriate props to D for more or less winning the game for us not later but at the time D downs the ball and D scores the ball so he can was we, at least clever enough to do that can we uh, give a quick shout out to Walter Nolan glad, oh, glad Big Walt is okay oh. after 
<laughs> so it's extremely crazy. serious injury. <laughs> He has a history of uh, getting carted off and then playing the next week, right? Now, guys. It dates back to, what, Powell High School? So the locals say. I think Walt is just VFL and wanted wanted us to win that one. The lay down line. Best five star we've ever had. (laughs) Laid down when it needed to happen. I still can't get over how small that cart was that they brought out for it. (laughs) It's like a half gator. Oh man, I I don't like that the. Whenever somebody goes down, no matter if it's legit or not, that the first thing like fans do is just boo automatically. I it does not bother me at all. Not in the slightest. I mean, I I'm still getting used to it because you know before like that was just you don't go there, and now it's just like oh man, oh we gotta wait for the replay to see this guy snapped his ankle in two. We're going to boo before then. Like, I, I just don't like that. Good. We need to get in their heads and be like, you better not fake it or we're going to Okay, Caleb. They're just kids. <laughs> we're going to let Texas A&M be the tasteful fans. <laughs> we are real. <laughs> My closing thoughts on the, uh, the game was like, I'm happy we won, obviously, but I'm a little concerned that it was more Texas A&M losing it than we winning it. Yeah, I mean, Texas A&M is not good. Yeah, I mean, they they had multiple, multiple, multiple chances just to, like, beat us, and they just didn't do it. Although, on the flip side is, we actually played so much better than than twenty than scoring 20 points, in my opinion. Like, we, we really dominated most of the game from, like, 20-yard line to 20-yard line. Yeah. Yeah. With good quarterback play, I mean, we win that by four touchdowns. I that does remind me of. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Josh Heifel's post game where he actually took credit for not uh, making some good choices. You know, he's like, "Hey, I didn't have a good game calling." You know, because so, I think, you know, going for it on that weird fourth down and then uh, kicking the field goal, like I think he should have done opposite on both of those. Yeah. He should have kicked the field goal when he went for it, and he should have went for it when he kicked the field goal. Yes, and the second down throw with like two minutes left or whatever that was was a terrible play call in my opinion. Only bad things can – well, pretty much only bad things can happen there. I guess right. my thought on it is going forward – I'm going to need to see Joe Belton put his shoulder down and get it on third and one. Oh, yeah, we didn't really discuss that. When... If, if, we're gonna, if, if he's going to be a game manager and we're going to use his legs and we're going to offset the run with the pass so that he is not just completely irrelevant and out of the game, when he's in these runs, I need him to be as mindful as possible. There is the marker. Go and put your shoulder down and get the first down. You did it. He did it later, and I think he realized it. Of course, he got too excited and threw a pick. But <laughs> <laughs> if we're transitioning him to a game manager role, and that's what he's going to be, he has to be smarter, or we're not going to win games like that in the future. Defense, even with even with great defensive play, need more from him. I don't need him to be Hendon Hooker. 
if with with the running game and with the defense, I don't need him to be Hendon Hooker, but I do, I need him to be tough at least. I I think we just need him to be Orange Bowl Joe, which is like not great, but just haven't seen it this year. Make a few plays, yeah, here and there, and your receivers. I don't get it. Well, we know they're Maybe. capable, so hopefully, hopefully we see it this Saturday. Well, I was capable of fitting into size 34 pants last year. I'm not capable <laughs> of fitting in them right now. What is this Saturday, Matt? There's last year. What is this Saturday, Matt? I don't have the schedule pulled up anymore. Oh, yeah, Penn State, Ohio State. That's right. <laughs> Big Ten showdown. Oh, Tennessee versus Alabama. Third Saturday in October, which will actually be yeah, the third one. Okay, we're good. <laughs> what do we think? Can we do it? We can do it. I don't have what a, great oh. confidence that we will, but we we could, yeah, for sure. I mean Bama's not great either. Yeah. But is it uh Kevin Costner and JFK says something like theoretical physics says that you can that an elephant can dangle off the edge of a cliff by de- clipping its trunk to a daisy. But oh, Chris, uh, no, it's not that dire. We absolutely can win it. There's no doubt in my mind that we can. I just have a feeling that the Texas A&M game is going to be part dose, but we're going to be Texas A&M. I think that it just de- depends on what Alabama team shows up. Like, if the Alabama team that played Arkansas last week shows up, I think we can. Like, if we were the Arkansas team last week, we would have won that game. Um, that's the Alabama team that's existed all year. But that's what I'm saying. But I think there might be a new Alabama team just for the fact that, you know, the whole how we acted like you know after we won and the, they took our song dixie dan dan i think they're just gonna be on fire just to beat us is oh, milro yeah. the best quarterback we've played so far he's what we hope well, let's go down the list and mertz no 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 spencer rattler but he didn't have anything around him yeah, mertz he's been he's had a quietly uh good year mertz was spectacular against yeah. us I, I don't know. The reason I ask that is I just think if if we let him get outside the tackles, if we we miss some some open field sacks and tackles, I think it's going to be a long day for us. Apparently, he has not been running the ball though, like the last. Neither was Milton until till last week. I saw. I, well, I heard somebody say that. Of course, this is sacks included, but they're like 129th in the nation in sacks allowed out of 130 teams. And that Milrow is like in his last nineteen rushes, he's negative fifty yards. All right. Well, never mind then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was talking to an Alabama fan today and he was talking about how many bad sacks that Milrow takes, like outside the tackle box, like should just throw it away, but is not very got a little Joe Milton streak to him. <laughs> just thinks he can make the play. It's just hilarious to think that an Alabama Nick Saban ran offensive line is last in the SEC in sacks allowed. Yeah, it's insane. They're, 
They're probably not getting away with holding anymore. <gasps> Got proof of that. <laughs> yeah, you but talk yeah, to the I, S- I do. I do think like this is a bad spot for us because of the revenge factor, and also we suck on the road. It seems. Yeah, that's. Uh... Yeah, that's what I keep going to is. We lost by two scores to Florida on the road. Now we're going to an even tougher environment. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I say if we played Saturday ten times, we win. I would set the over and under at three and a half. I always love how that's your go-to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll three take these half. odds. Yeah. Three and a half. At, so, uh, yeah. I would I would lean towards we win four out of ten. But are we winning this one? We only get one shot. Hopefully, this is one of the four. Yeah. And Kevin <laughs> okay, Steele how... defense. Oh, I, revenge factor. I there. forgot all about that. <laughs> Caleb's eyes lit up. I mean, you do look at their coordinators. That will make you feel pretty good about our chances. Yeah. Have you ever forgotten? Fact. And their offensive line. That's, man, that's one of the tough things. Like, it's weird having an Alabama game where we're not talking about, oh, can we maybe pull an upset? You know, can we compete? But we're actually talking about what do we have to do to get this win? I love that, but I also hate it at the same time because I don't know what to feel about this game. Yeah. It is Alabama's eighth straight game. Which is pretty, I don't know, there's probably some good stats on. It's very tough to win that many, play that many games in a row. Chris, and, if your damn Scott box don't stop moving around. <laughs> we can also uh, shout out the Iceman, Casey Clawson, because he got brought up again. He's the last person to win at Alabama, and he was the last person to win at Florida. So it's still 20 years since we won at Alabama. True. That was like a, what, a five-overtime game the last time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, C.J. Payton. Hmm. All right, so do we how, win? Or, Chris, what do you think? You haven't talk about, Let's talk about how, what has to happen for us to win. Let's not go straight into predictions. Yeah. Yeah. There are many there are many pathways to win. Josh Pate was talking about I don't know if I necessarily agree with this, but he said there was a single track last year where Tennessee could win against Alabama and it happened. Now he says there are multiple tracks. I don't know that I think that last year had to be a shootout with lots of penalties and lots of just garbage all around, and then a few miracle plays at the end and a good kick. But probably so, his point is our defense was not going to win us the game last year, and our running game was not going to win exactly. the game for us last year. Exactly. We had, we do have that seemingly this year. I think we just have to have like pretty good defensive day, pretty good run game, and we have to. Joe has to make 
a few like hit two deep balls or something like yeah. just the minimum. I would I would settle for seven to ten intermediate throws. Five intermediate throws. I don't that want are intermediate though because that means you have to have a sustained drive, <laughs> and that's just more chances for Joe to screw it up. Here, I, my thinking too on the other side of the, is, I'm kind of confident in our defense versus their offense. So I don't think we have to score a ton of points, which is good. I think maybe 17 points wins this. Uh, I think a little more. I, the thing that I have confidence in our defense, the thing that worries me is Mil, the one thing Milro does really well is the deep ball. Yes, so, vintage Alabama deep ball where there's no one around the streaking receiver. I don't know how they do it. So while I think we're going to get to him a lot, it's going to be those few times we don't get there inevitably. We just have to have is our Tommy Reese. Uh, is he a good quarter coordinator though? Like, I mean, well, they're five and one. Yeah, but it shouldn't be too hard. I mean, they don't average what they scored fifty six against MTSU, twenty four against Texas, and then. 40 against Mississippi State. The rest, they're all in the 20s. Like, exactly. is he going to be able to do enough to, uh, I mean, to score some points against us? You're asking the wrong question. 28. They don't have to score many. Does he have to do enough to get a receiver open in, in, at distance past Tank McCullough? Yeah, I mean. That's the question. That's what's beaten... That's what beat Arkansas. That's what killed Mississippi State. The only real, I mean, it, they had a couple again. I actually, no, I don't think they had one against Texas. But yes, that is what Alabama does well offensively. They couldn't run against Texas A&M. Their intermediate game was eh, but they weren't able to hit deep balls. And what did they, was that? Did they block a field goal? Did they block a field goal against A and M? I think they did against to get A&M. a touch. Yeah. So A and M was just. Well, how do you think our offense stands up to their defense? They, they're every bit good, if not better, than A and M, but still susceptible in the secondary, just like last year. Yeah, I mean, I would that makes me think this this game solely comes down to how Joe Milton plays. I, I did like that, again, this is, I think Caleb mentioned it before, is like, Texas A&M played us last week like we were last year's team. Um, I don't think Alabama's going to do that. Alabama's going to watch that game and be like, okay, well, let's just stack the box and stop the run and make Joe Milton beat us. But I did hear that it's like, well, a and M. If you can run on A and M, you can run on Alabama. They're kind of similar in, um, you know, their run defense. So hopefully, we can run against them. But if not, we're in trouble. Who's got I don't the helicopter? Because that... hear that? Oh. Yeah, I heard it. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know if A and M played tried playing the 2022 vols i saw a couple of sets where they had three down linemen and two backers and 
we were spread out to the splits and they were spread out in the secondary, but the whole lot of the game, they had a ton of guys up at the line. I mean, they got a ton of backfield tackles on us. Lots of tackles for loss. Stuffed us a lot in the run. Is that they true? were playing to our strengths. I didn't know. Did you watch many? No, well, well, yeah, but Jalen, the thing that was really impressive was Jalen Wright averaged like seven over seven yards a carry, and he didn't have like a long run. Like pretty much every time he touched the ball, he was getting a good chunk. But he only had he only had nineteen carries. With Small and Sampson were the were, were the opportunities that they were really stomping us. They played the run, and we ran against them. Jalen White, the one that really did, he has he has vision that the rest of those guys just don't have. The other two are great backs, really really good backs. Jalen Wright's something special. I think we need more than nineteen carries from Jalen Wright to beat Alabama. When he hits that hole, like I don't think I've ever seen a Tennessee running back hit it like he does. Like he is so fast. Oh man, I love him. I, was, I love his patience. Oh, Chuck Ebb. Yeah, like he, he's really yeah. good about finding that seam, and when he sees it, he's he's going through it. Like, really hope he can get some touchdowns going. I think he only has like what one on the year. Samson has them yeah. all. I think Samson has Samson. A touchdowns. He's like small. six. I think Small has two or three. <laughs> Bright has one. Hey, so it goes. All right. Any other uh, talking points for our prediction? I just want to say, I know this is maybe looking ahead and something we can talk about next week, too. But isn't it, I saw that it's crazy that the past five games we've had at Kentucky are night games at Kentucky. Yeah, I saw another 7 o'clock. I love it, though. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, that means they've never been good enough for the 3.30 game. But both teams have never been bad enough for the noon game, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I I do honestly miss the Je- Jefferson Pilot Sports, two thousand and two thereabouts. Dave Neal, Dave Rowe, and who is the third Dave? Dave Baker. Dave Baker. Dave. <laughs> you've got the you've got the microphone left on in the sound truck, and you can hear it rolling around. <laughs> Commonwealth Stadium, <laughs> just beautiful. I'm and oh, just the, the fuzzy imagery and it's the, the noon kickoff. Then we had the exact same thing the next week with Bandy. Was just mm, that was peak SEC to me. Let's not go there yet. We're, we're playing Alabama, guys, and we talked about it for 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm, uh, are we just out of juice? I just, I just don't know what to. I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like what I said. Like, darn, this is like this is uncharted territory. Like, we're going to Bama, and we actually like we match up well. We, you know, it's a coin toss game. I mean, <laughs> we're usually saying, "Oh, can we keep it between you know three touchdowns or whatever?" True. That's a good point, Matt, and it. And honestly, it is exciting. Like, I'm pretty dang pumped about the game for that reason. Can you imagine if Josh Heupel goes 2-1 and in his first three games against Alabama? I think it would be 
that would be the that would be the flag plant. Like last year was was an all timer, something that we'll remember forever. But to do it this year, yeah, that's that's the statement that okay, yeah, this is a transition kind of year. But even in that point, we're still able to do meaningful things. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. And wait, wait until some of these classes start coming in. One thing I was going to mention, too, and um, I saw this, and it might be a good talking point. Since 1940, there's only been five one-game winning streaks in this Alabama-Tennessee series. So the odds are in our favor that we go on a streak of like you know two or three wins in a row. Like four of those one game winning streaks were <laughs> like uh, oh three four five six. <laughs> I, I wish I would like to believe in streaky traditions. Uh, uh, just don't know. I'm just ready for it to be here. It, yeah, credit to Josh Heupel for that. Like Alabama, prior to last year, had become almost like a bye week. It was stress free. I get... wasn't worried. Yeah, it was. Yeah, let's don't don't get injured. Don't get just <laughs> yes. Let's ha- let's be ready to go the next week. And it's not that anymore. And it seemed that... like it was always a bye week before then. So it's like, oh, we're gonna be well rested. We got a chance, then we lose by fifty. <sighs> See how and we he, get Easter bye week this time. Yes, it, it will not be a, a Nick Saban taking his foot off the gas with eight minutes to go in the third quarter. This one's going to be ugly into the wire. I mean, can you see a scenario though where? Let's say three quarters in, we're just not even in the game. We don't really have a chance. Yeah, or sure. do you think? Do you think it'll be close and and we'll have a chance to win? There's only one scenario I can't see, and it's a Tennessee blowout. At no point do I think that we'll be more than two scores ahead. Boy, that'd be nice. Yeah, require yes. two scores. What's exactly. the line now? The line opened at what, nine? I saw eight and a half today. Eight and a half. Interesting. I think, I think, nine and a half. I think both teams are going to struggle scoring. Yeah, this I mean, is an over-under game as, in my opinion. <laughs> as soon as Arkansas last week, so like Alabama got there, had a nice halftime lead. Arkansas is not very good. Like, they're like the two. Well, forget that. Arkansas is not very good, but Alabama just could not do anything the second half. Biggest play was getting a first down to end the game. I think that that Alabama is going to show up at some point and for extended stretches. That because that's been the Alabama that's existed all year. What do you think is more just, likely, though? Do you think it's more likely Tennessee gets a blowout win or Alabama gets a blowout win? I think it's Alabama. Alabama has has demonstrated an ability for the quick strike. We have not. I don't know. I think I lean more towards Tennessee, I think. I think our defense is better than theirs. 
I just don't but, believe in our offense enough to get enough points to blow yeah. out. Well, how do yeah? How do you see like in that scenario? How do you see that playing? How does how does Tennessee get a blowout over Alabama? Uh, Three hundred fifty rushing yards and two hundred passing yards with a couple deep ball touchdowns. <laughs> Special <laughs> team four. <laughs> Jay the Wright has four seventy-yard touchdowns. <laughs> Uh, a couple strip sacks from I mean, the, the cheetah. The only, yeah, I mean, I, if I were to try to come up with a scenario, we somehow go up two scores. I could see like the Bama fans and the team turning on each other and like just saying, "Here we go again!" Like our we our offense is terrible. We suck. Like here we go again. Screw them. Yes. Good for said 15 it? years. And, oh, my God, can't believe we lost the game. Uh, Bear Bryant's what? rolling over in his grave right now. Tear down Saban's statue. There are a bunch of Labrador retrievers that need to be patted on the head and told that they're beautiful and the best boys. If you don't tell them that for a little while, they'll start to forget. <laughs> we have to make Spam them forget. On. Is Bama doing a gimmick this weekend? Uh, classic Matt. There's I another mean, point in our favor. No gimmick. They're not going to beat us. Yeah, no gimmick. How about that? All right. Are we winning? <laughs> no. No. Yes. Oh, I think something. Oh, oh. I. Oh. I Sorry. there's no I don't really have a good reason for that. I've just had a good feeling about it all week. All right. Even though I think my head says head says that Tennessee is Texas A&M last week. Something odd. Just feel something odd. I'm with you there, Chris. I also feel that way. That's for last. Don't take it seriously, or you can. Score <laughs> prediction. Score predictions. Sure, why not? You start, Kyle. All right. I'm going to say Alabama 23, Tennessee 20. No, we've already got that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say 27 to 16. Oh, that's (laughs) (laughs) We do not believe in Joe Milton at all. I just think we're going to kick a lot of field goals. <laughs> Chris, what's your score? Um, Tennessee twenty twenty three, Alabama seventeen. I want to say. I was going to say 23, but then two people stole it. So now I'm going to say Tennessee 34. Whoa. (laughs) Alabama 18. How do you square your 34 points with your opinions on Joe Milton? (laughs) Like I said, we're going to run wild. Two punt returns. We're going to run wild on offense and defense. We're going to have two defensive touchdowns. What if Nico? We're going to have two offensive. What? You said Nico? What if he gets in the game? What if Joe gets nicked up in the first quarter and Nico gets in the game? Okay, well, in that case, I'll say Tennessee 52, <laughs> Alabama 13. 
Because he'll give a boost to the defense, too. <laughs> Jesus. They all want to see the young boy eat. <laughs> it is really funny how, like, Vol Twitter went from just, oh, you know, guys, Milton's good. He's a game manager. You know, we're all right. And then after this last game, it's like, no, no, no. We're done with this. Don't want to see it anymore. I don't know. I, I, I guess that's what I've seen. I don't know if you guys have been the same, but definitely seen fans turn on him more. Oh, yeah. Uh, saw a few fans saying, I would rather go 7-5 and five with Nico than 9-3 <laughs> and three with Joe. So it, the red shirt rule is, what, four games, right? It doesn't matter, though. Like, Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. If he's any good at all, he will not be using a red shirt year. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh. it's true. All right, so we're split again. Last week it was me and Kyle saying we would win. This week it's me and Chris. Simply, simply cannot imagine being a nega about this game. I know. Especially after those two brought up such good points. and seems like they were rooting for our team, and they got those nice fancy hats. But no. I am excited. I'm, like, very excited about the game. Yeah. It is exciting. What's on the, the menu for Saturday, Caleb? I think I'm probably going to do my first pot of chili of the year. Pot of chili. Huh. Oh. Oh, we done uh, pizza or wings? Oh, I don't know. I, uh... I don't know. I had a lot of pizza recently. So, so wings. I don't know. I, like wings are so expensive here now. Like that's true. Gross. I agree. It's, so, oh. it's like twenty-seven dollars for twenty wings. <laughs> yeah, wings are not cheap. That's why you go boneless. Well, you need to get hard. <laughs> boneless. Boneless. <laughs> Jesus. What are we doing? It's 2023. Why are we eating food with like, bones in it now? I you don't like gimmicks. I don't. That's why you get the bones out of it. <laughs> well, Ed, uh, that's Go and get boneless your Boneless wing is not a gimmick. It's one of the ten greatest inventions in human history. Yeah. So it's checking it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of gimmicks, boys. What are we gonna do? We have bonus wing night. And... Oh no, no! I'm glad What'd nobody listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Kyle? Said the orange helmets. We haven't done those yet. Oh, well, I think those oh. got retired after <laughs> the last appearance, didn't they? There's no way they wear those things. What do you want to see hope... us wear? Do you want us uh, all whites, orange pants? What do you want? I was kind of hoping there was, a, there was a push for the uh, orange jerseys and the crimson jerseys. But... Saban has never be had us do that before. Well, when was the last time we did do that? In the 90s? No. Before my time. Yeah. I thought maybe Any... one of those Birmingham games, but... There's definitely a majors game in there somewhere that we did it. It would. Yeah, I can't. No, not. They should definitely do it. It would be the nice cleanest. You, you need to do all white for Alabama, but then with Missouri and Kentucky, there's something about the way the orange pants look on Kentucky's field. 
it looks better for some reason. I don't know. Kentucky's field is extremely green. Same for Missouri. So I don't mind the, yeah, it just, it, the clash is nice. Don't mind using the orange pants in those games, but all white for this one is my preference. I agree. Yeah. Just need to take the stripes off. Ooh, put the power T back on the, uh, on the top. Power T there. Just stripes. Oh, it is? Stripe. Yeah. You know what Power I don't like? I don't like those uh, those like thigh pads that have like the logo and the number on it. I hate those. those. <laughs> of course you would. Yeah, that's epic. I mean, it's just so dumb. Like, like yes, logos you on your helmet, designs on the receivers gloves. Yeah, those are dumb too. <laughs> Look, it makes a T. I do. Other than just a what? I do pop for when the, somebody tries to do it and it's just like it's all off and messed up and can't really tell. All right, what else we got, fellers? Yeah, there you go. And that's number three. All right. What? I'm just counting your closings. That, that was like really the first closing, right? <laughs> all right, I want to bring something up. Um, <laughs> Wendy's got rid of the pretzel pub bacon cheeseburger, and that thing was great. Sorry, Matt. It's okay. I, <laughs> I had a baconator today, and it was best burger in the business. Best burger in the business. Yeah, in the fast food business by far. <laughs> Unless you count pals, like oh. are we throwing pals in there. I mean, oh. I mean, I never had it, so I don't know. But I, just, I get tired of people talking about pals, but pals is legit. Pals burger. I had a burger right. today from Donovan's Pub in Astoria, Queens. Hey. And it was Astoria, very... Queens. Thought you lived in New York. Ha! <laughs> it was very good. <laughs> I had a Buddy's Barbecue Feed Five Family Pack tonight. Dang! Did you eat all of it? Nope. <laughs> what sides did you get? Uh, potato salad, baked beans, and green beans. Now, is that mayonnaise or mustard-based? <laughs> <laughs> no answer. <laughs> I think it's mustard. <laughs> Caleb, do you, let's tell that story about the time we were in college, and we went and ate at that Buddy's. You, you know the story I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I do not. We're, we go to sit down at Buddy's, and they had those tablecloths that, like, extended down. <laughs> yes. Was it, was it me or you who sat on it? Me? I sat down, and I don't know if it was my drink or your drink, but I sat down and just spilled that tea everywhere. I think it went all over you or me or something. It was, it was a disaster. Uh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. All buddy stories are good buddy stories, Matt. And that was a lovely one. Thank you. Yeah, I did not know that. That's our buddies buddies segment this week. <laughs> R.I.P. to our third game back two years ago. <laughs> we with buddies buddies one week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, our last episode that went on to... Uh, uh, what are the other websites besides YouTube? I'm 
mind just completely shut. Spotify. Podcast. Spotify. Spotify. Well, everything but YouTube. That last episode that went up, it was our second highest downloaded episode ever. Just got to 37. Wait, feet. last week's? Wow. Or the week before? Uh, not last no. week's with the audio. Yeah, no, the last one week's after doesn't South exist. <laughs> exactly. Only on YouTube. But that one, that one went above. Like it's still below the all-timer, the Christmas episode. Maybe that for one the blows future, we mind. should not publicly broadcast our viewership numbers because. I'll Why it. not? We 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 were. Um, Weigels was about not? to pull Thirty-seven downloads, so we're a few hundred thousand away from making money. We're so not please, ashamed. everyone, like and subscribe and tell <laughs> like your friends. Subscribe, like and subscribe. Leave <laughs> a five-star <laughs> review. It helps others I, find the show. Oh man, I, there was a thread on Vol Nation the other day. It was like, "What podcast y'all listen to?" And I was like, "Oh no, oh no!" And I read through it. I was like, "Please, please don't mention us," because <laughs> they would just, yeah, they would destroy me. They would love I'm you. I'm gonna go all, back but... on there. I'm gonna tell them about the pod so they can start listening. Yeah. Apparently, there's a uh, probably the most popular. I won't name them, but the most popular Tennessee one. There's uh, not a lot of fans of them. They don't really like the host too much. Wait, what? Who wouldn't name names, man? I don't know who you're talking about. I, the talking Vols, guys. Apparently they're, they're, that, they're the most popular? YouTube? I, I mean, I think. like I don't know the most popular, but I try, a bunch I, of I, them. I tried to watch him a little bit, and he, he's fine, but he's like... He never says anything negative about the team. He's uh, is everything's amazing, everything's great. Joe Milton is Heisman, all that kind of stuff. Like he Whoa. goes negative. Would you like to role play that for a minute? No, so he's taking the Josh Pate formula. Like <laughs> only the Vols. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to JD Pickles for doing a pretty good impression of that too. <laughs> I like right, guys, that guy. I got a uh, got a great guess that vol for you this week, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, might be All a two right. for as well. And then we're done. Right. Well, I'll ask what else, and then we'll discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what vol in 1998 at Auburn had a 90-yard interception return for a touchdown? In 1998. Yeah. Deion Grant. Come on, Caleb. You're better than that. He had a long career for the New York Jets. Come on, Chris, you know it. Chris may as well Scott Box Tiny. He's probably Googling it. It's just, I think Chris always oh, I mean, I thought Sean Ellis played for the Jets, but I don't could he run ninety yards? His name just yeah. me. Oh my I'm gosh. Ellis. That's... It was Sean Ellis, yeah. Trying right. to think it wasn't had golden. <laughs> Yeah, it Sean had or yeah Sean had to have uh, Sean had to have oxygen. Did he, did he, <laughs> he win the Heisman in 1998? Oh, unfortunately, the internet wasn't fun then. <laughs> it was all Geo Cities and Ask Jeeves. Netscape. No one, had, oh, no one had ever been created. Oh man, Netscape Navigator. Oh, How gosh. great would an Omari Thomas pick six be? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Or Elijah Simmons. <laughs> and Elijah Simmons. Simmons played a whole lot this year. I've he played really actually a decent bit against A&M. Apparently, yeah, I he got hurt early yeah. in the year. but 
He's only been full go for like two games, I think. Yeah, hopefully we can get it going. All right, bonus. What? Who was Chris? You already know this because I spoiled it. But who was Auburn's oh. kicker in 1998 in that game? He kicked three field goals. You're uh, not gonna know this, but okay. Guess well, guess a random NFL kicker from like the 2000s. Adam Vinatieri. Okay, Kyle. Tommy very Tuberville. close to my guess. Who? Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> uh-huh. was Rob Baronis. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not know that. Okay. Rob Baronis. Okay, let's have a new spin. Let's say, guess that referee, okay? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mike Wallace was the, uh, was the umpire there. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Well, that's so it. Everybody's, <laughs> everybody's favorite segment every week. All right, let's move on to our <laughs> final segment. Anything else, boys? <laughs> uh, go Wendy's. Go Vols. Go Pals. Um, what go else? Pals. Go Halls? Yeah, big game this week. I don't know who we play, but... West. You I play think. West. Oh, yeah, big game this week. And shout out to the Basketball Vols for being preseason number nine. Yes, and yeah, to win the SEC. Number eight, I think. Ken. It will all be great as we enter and exit the round of 32. Yeah, we're going to have some great basketball content for you all this no, year. We not. No, we're not. I'll start my own basketball podcast. What are you going to call it? Uh, Rick Barnes Report. <laughs> Just support these boys.com. The Ides of March. <laughs> the Ides of March. Yeah. Uh, that was terrible, Chris. <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway. anyway, are we done? Um, I guess. Bye bye. Thumbs up from Kyle.